today not bad fantastic excellent we got a little bit of a special guest today uh luke martell aka uh, passion pete <laughs> join us for today how you doing luke good man how you doing pretty good thanks for uh thanks for sitting in for a little bit and we'll i know johnny's on a bit of a time crutch so we'll get right into our number 39s another tough number marty do you know <laughs> start that with me oh my god well i <laughs> Uh, 39. Like, can we just get out of the, the, the fallback numbers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure. And I'm, I, Johnny, I'm going with Greg Donovan Ostertag. Remember that guy? Big country? The big O? No, not big no, O. that's, oh, Ostertag. Yeah. He played for the Jazz, right? Yeah. He was on those 98, 99, yeah. um, finals losing teams. Seven foot two, now 46 year old dump of shit. But he played with Carmelo and Stockton. He did. On those it teams. was it was a good it was he was a good fill in kind of center role. I mean he played with he Kansas was a starter, too, wasn't he? he? He started a couple seasons. In Kansas, for sure. right? Yeah, Kansas, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. From Duncanville, Texas, too. A little nostalgia too, because being called the Big O takes me back to Waco, Texas, my college years. Uh, George's restaurant, chicken fried steak and fries. The Big O was an eighteen ounce frosty mug of beer. So. He was kind of like a nostalgic, kind of like talk about person. He kind of became this little folklore in Waco, Texas, too, which is kind of oddly funny. But uh, I'm not even going to like dive into it very much. I mean, the guy did some things with the Jazz. I mean, he was somewhat relative with Kansas. Took him to the NCAA Finals. Um, was a presence, like talking seven foot two, weighing 280 pounds. He was a force uh, in high school and in college. You know, just. Wasn't very mobile in, in the NBA. He was a, a little block shocker. You know, he'd change your shot. But, you know, he, he lived out his time in the NBA. But this is where we're at right now. 38 and 39 has been tough. Yeah. That's my research. That's what I got. I think things will improve next week with 40. Because I think, I know. like, I know we got one goaltender that I'm <clears throat> almost positive. I, I, I knew Ernesto was going to do this guy, I feel yeah. like. Right? Are you going to do? Yes. Number 39. Oh, Fast Willie Parker, of course. Whoa! <laughs> really? I know, in a, in a bit of a snub to Dominic Hasek. Yes, I was sure that you were going to do Dominic Hasek. I know, I know, it's tough. I, I really I really wanted to, but uh, I don't know, just had to go with the guy who holds the distinction of having the longest run in Super Bowl history. 75 yards. Alright, so nobody's doing Dominic Hasek. Yeah. Right. Well, well, that's kind of rude. You wouldn't expect that from me, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to do Dominic on episode one hundred and thirty nine. All right, uh, William Everett Parker, born November eleventh, nineteen eighty, uh, played in the league for five well t- five years, technically six. He was on the uh, practice squad for the Redskins in two thousand and ten. But um, Fast Willie Parker uh, came in behind Jerome Bettis and Deuce Staley. Um, when uh, the bus and Staley uh, got hurt early in, I believe it was 2005, uh, he got a lot of reps and, you know, good downhill runner, two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, two-time pro bowler. Uh, like I said, he had that, that longest run. 
1,253 rushing attempts. He had 5,378 yards, 24 touchdowns, uh, five receiving touchdowns on 84 receptions. You know, he is the guy that I blame Tomlin for sort of creating the situation with Le'Veon Bell because Le'Veon and his people saw the way Tomlin treated Willie Parker and even publicly Tomlin said that he wanted to run the wheels off of Willie Parker and that's exactly what he did in and out of the league in five years. Um, Use him and abuse him. Exactly. I mean, that's the life of the running back. Well, yeah, but... but I mean, even look at Ezekiel Elliott. He's not the same anymore. No. Already. Absolutely. Well, that's what, uh, that's what I think happened there. And, um, yeah, so Fast Willie Parker, gotta love him. That's my 39. All right, my number 39 is going to be Steven Jackson, uh, the St. Louis, St. Louis Rams. Why you say ooh? I just I totally like didn't even like think about him. He's, he was a great running back. He was a great running back. So he is the Rams franchise record holder for the team's most rushing yards and um, is one of the 31 NFL members of the 10,000-yard rushing club. He was drafted in 2004 in the first round with the 24th overall pick by the Rams. He is six foot two, 240 pounds, so he was a bigger running back, um, more of a physical style running back, but he could catch the ball as well. He was um, an Oregon State Beaver in college, and he played let's see eight season for the eight seasons for the St. Louis Rams, and then he played two years for the Falcons, and then one season with the New England Patriots. It was not even a full season; it was about five or six games, maybe. Uh, Steven Jackson was a three-time Pro Bowler, two-time second-team All-Pro, um, finished with 11,438 career rushing yards, 69 touchdowns, 461 catches, and 3,683 receiving yards, nine receiving touchdowns. Um, I remember him as being part of the 2015 Patriots team. They mm-hmm. needed a running back late that season, and they got him. And then in their final game again at Miami, they... The Patriots ran him into the ground. They rushed him almost 40 times, and they just kept running and running and running in that game to see if they could run. They ended up getting to – oh, and then they ended up they ended up losing, so they didn't have home field advantage in the playoffs. So they had to go to the AFC Championship game. They had to go to Denver, which was a place that, of course, they've always had their struggles, and they end up losing the game 20-18. to 18. Peyton Manning goes on to win the Super Bowl in his final, final game – or. Was his final game? That was his final game. Final game, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. No walk off. Um, And in that game, though, Stephen Jackson had his one and only career playoff touchdown. Um, So Stephen Jackson. Very upright runner, like Eric Dickerson. He was a hard runner. He was was fun to watch. So Luke, I I assume you've been able to use your context clues. And uh, I I mean, I'm actually kind of shocked that nobody has pulled this number 39 out. Eighth pick in the first round of 68, Larry Zonka. Oh. I mean. Who the fuck is that? (laughs) Five-time pro bowler, member of an undefeated season. Oh, okay. Two Super Bowls, 72 and 73. Uh, Played for Syracuse. So he was a two-time Super Bowl champion, five-time pro bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro. He was an NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 79. He retired uh, number 39 as a two-time first-team All-American. 8,081 rushing yards, 
averaged 4.3, had 64 touchdowns. Pretty damn good. That's the fullback. Yeah, there you go. Bring us some knowledge. This is a pretty to, good to fullback. Right so Larry Zonka, man, that's mine. All right. I, I thought about Larry Zonka, but yeah. I I don't like the Miami Dolphins, so <laughs> like, especially the undefeated. Either do I. Especially yeah, the undefeated yeah, Miami Dolphins. And we're so going to start shit. hearing a lot of shit yeah. from those guys. Yeah, again. but you yeah, know what? Come up Zonka and Mercury. Yeah. Because of the 49ers, but right? You can always re- <laughs> you can always refer back to Dan Marino, and that just kills everything. Hey, come on, it's all right. Everybody needs isotonal. Everybody needs isotonal Hey, that's a good Pittsburgh boy. Be yeah. nice. Be nice to Dan yeah. Marino. Yeah. He was great in Ace Ventura. Laces <laughs> <laughs> out, man. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're doing something a little bit different today. Uh, Johnny, you got to go and uh, gamble on your sports and do uh, sports do gambling. What, what's the, uh, the the time limit for? What are you coming oh, back NBA, to? Oh, NBA DFS is back. Daily Fantasy yeah. Sports. Uh, who, who do you like tonight? Won't help anybody uh, listening, but... Anthony Davis, Kendrick Nunn. Another couple of my guys. Awesome, awesome. All right, and we, uh, we got Marty and Luke here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of golf and a little bit of basketball for it. Well, they are going to talk about a little bit of basketball <laughs> for <you>. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit of a time travel episode. We're recording this in chunks, so... Uh, Bear with us and uh, and enjoy. Alrighty, our special guest today, Luke Martell. Well, first of all, thanks for uh, thanks for showing up and hanging out with us today. And uh, you you want to just tell uh, our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Luke Martel, and um, I've been friends with uh, with Marty and, and Ernesto for a while now, and sports fan. Yeah, you what know? are your teams? Boston all the way, man. Patriots, Bruins, Red Sox, even the Whalers. Oh, okay. I mean, come on. Yeah, I like that. Marty and I worked together throughout the summer for a while, and uh, got to be really good He's friends. He's <laughs> got, got to be good friends, yeah. and... Uh, we talk a lot of sports in the truck and listen to a lot of sports, and now here we are laying some, some sports talk down. Excellent. You're a big golf aficionado. I am. Well. I am. Brother's um, a golf pro. I think I mentioned him on the episode of winning. Uh, your brother's the, the a golf pro? Open. Yeah, brother. I didn't know that. My brother's a pro. Um, turned pro about a year and a half ago. Um, won the Mass Open this past year. Uh, which was, which is probably the, I would say probably the the biggest non-tour event in New England mm-hmm. for sure. Took the Brattleboro um, Retreat Open. Took the Brattleboro <laughs> in, the in the rain. In the rain. In the rain. Thirteen holes. Thirteen holes. <laughs> um, yeah, my brother's my brother's a pro, trying to make it on tour right now. Um, so, you know, I caddy for him, and uh, I caddy through him for him and all through his amateur events uh, with. He won two uh, New Hampshire stroke plays in a row, two New Hampshire State uh, AMs, uh, broke a bunch of records in New Hampshire with a 20 under par through four rounds, uh, New Hampshire stroke play. And then this past year was his first pro win um, at 12 under um, to win the Mass Open. Wow. Well, that's awesome, man. We uh, we thank you for joining us today, especially with uh, the time travel that we got to be doing today. So yes. uh, we really appreciate that. Let's get right Excellent. into golf. Uh, our boy, I know we're all fans of uh, Eldrick and uh, Tiger Woods. 
tying Sam Snead for most wins on the PGA Tour. Uh, I was only able to catch the last two holes, um, but it was vintage Tiger, man. He sure was. He, he had that look in his eye, and, and it was the same thing as when he uh, won the Masters this last time. You know, you could just see he had his eyes fully on the prize. He, you know, he won it early and, and never never let it go. And that's, right. and that's the thing with Tiger is, like, what you've seen Nesto in the last year – in that fire and kind of how he wins over a crowd and the nostalgia around it as a player, as somebody who is a legend of the game, like you don't even play golf. I mean, you're interested in golf to a certain degree, but it's won you over as a fan. What he did in the late nineties, early two thousands for the sport is unprecedented in, in so many ways. And like for somebody, Johnny, I mean, the man's made his fair share of mistakes. Like a lot of players, and I think with golf, you think it's a gentleman's game, like you're not allowed to be a human being and make a lot of mistakes. But this guy has, you know, was skyrocketed to fame out of college, even as a kid, to to being a pro player and made some mistakes and just had some problems and you know, fame and and fortune, like how to deal with that. But like what he's done in his latter career now, I think he is he's he's done he's done a service to to the game, second to none, absolutely. And uh, before even this golf championship at Zozo, there was the scramble the week before with Jason Day, Hideki, and Rory, and they were all macked up, macked up, mac mic'd up, excuse me, and uh, all mic'd up, and just to hear them talk about how these guys remember courses, how these guys remember like the pairings and how they play was phenomenal to listen to. They all have and like identical memories, in. yeah, absolutely, because I mean even. Even myself and Luke's probably the same way because he's played a lot of golf in his time. It's like I can I can come off and two days lit, later remember like walking through the course if it's been a great great game for me. You know I'm not shooting four under or anything like that. But if I'm shooting a 78 or something like that, I can walk through visually remember shot by shot. Mm-hmm. It's such a, a psychological game and how you play it. And I think this is great for Tiger. And I think it's going to like launch him into the next season in my mind. Because he had no aspect or, or no like driven like goals towards this, he just wanted to be there and play in Asia and 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 play in the scramble and just be something, a part of something unique. And like for him to walk away with this victory was huge, huge in my mind. I think it was fun to watch, and I'm I'm so proud of this guy. Sorry, banging on the table. <laughs> I agree. I, I get I, I get more just excited about golf. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of weird, but I like. Too. And that's just the thing for me. Is, and and Rory stepped up in that tournament. He showed his yeah, what he could do. That was do. good to see. Him coming back that final day was huge. Hideki is, I mean, all these, for these many major players to come over in Asia this time of the season mm-hmm. and play this tournament is huge for the sport. Yep. Do you think it's going to um, increase the amount of international uh, tour golf that we see going forward? It's not going to change Asia because with what's happening in the women's league it's huge there it's huge i mean you're talking about and there's a great special on the golf channel on the day talking about some of these korean players uh going to school private school uh golfing for six hours going home and eating dinner and going back and hitting balls for another four hours like this is a nation that is really like involved in the sport very driven um and i think you're going to see a huge it's already happening, especially in women's. I think even in men's too, a huge stiff, uh, shift with Asians in the sport 
of dominating it mm-hmm. here in the future because they're all in on the sport. It's life for them. It's the biggest sport there. No. So, I mean, I, I agree. But going back, I mean, it was it was great to see Rory yeah. step up, especially after the Brooks comments. Absolutely. Um, and just, you know... Say hey, I'm still I'm still here, and he's still legit. I mean, he's a he's a player. Right. Everybody goes through streaks where they you know they have, you know. I mean, look at Spieth. You know, Spieth, Justin Thomas. These guys are they're they're unstoppable, 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 and then they go through a streak where they cannot win. Right. They cannot play. Um, but it was great to see Tiger win. Um, yeah, I think he might pick himself to play in the Cup now. What do you think? He might. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I. I He's just such a good scrambler out of the hazard that he just knows how to play. And his putting right now is phenomenal. Yep. If you're talking about a European track, you want him. You want a good putter. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and going back to your your comments about Kepka, this is Brooks Kepka, who was Player of the Year two years ago, like making comments about Rory of saying, you know, you want me to compare it to him, but this guy hasn't won a major. Right. You know, in the last five major championships, right. like he's not irrelevant. And Rory took that like a gentleman. He and did. this is Kepka right now. I mean, and he's at the top of his game right now as well, trying to make himself relevant in his comments. But also, acts I like, like it for the game. Also, acts I really like do. A, also, acts like a child a lot of times. He does. I like it for the game, though. You need a little bit of that edge where this has yep. kind of been a gentleman's game for so long. Mm-hmm. You kind of like want to beef that up. The modern and take it co- a constant. Oh. The modern consumer really needs more drama. Than golf has, uh, you know, all the drama in classic golf. When you think of, you right. know, the the classic um, dramatic things that happen, sure. say uh, Jean Van de Velve in the British Open, you know, that that sort of stuff. All yep. the drama happened on the course, right? But that's in this in this reality TV culture. Exactly right. We need we need more. There's we need so much, sound bites. There's so much social media. Power now that yeah. you didn't get away with anything. Like, but let's let's give you a billion dollars and have every girl in the world after you and see how you do. Right. You know, that was Tiger Woods. Yeah, absolutely. You know, coming into the heavy social media era with all the money that you could do whatever you want. You have every woman in the world after you. You're the best golfer in the world. It didn't even matter. How you, do you handle that? It didn't even matter if you won because besides outside the PGA majors, you're getting paid just to show up and play. Exactly. You're getting more than almost the purse to play. Exactly. Anyone looking out saying, well, look how many mistakes he cheated on his way. He did all these things. Let's put you in that same position see how you do. Yeah, and also... You can't tell me that you'd do anything better than that because you don't know. Yeah. And he was one of the, he was definitely one of those guys that had a quote unquote stolen childhood too. I mean, his Absolutely. dad his he wasn't a kid. He was a professional golfer from from 100%. from very young. So you wind up being a little bit maladjusted mm-hmm. as you go through, and I I think you could see it uh, in his you know the limited interactions we get to see uh, through. Uh, you know, reports and and social media and that kind of stuff. He, yeah. it seems like he's really trying to turn his life around, be a family man, like really devoted to his kids. Mm-hmm. He has, the, he has them, um, <clears throat> you know, w- with him in those big moments. And, uh, and I think I think it's a great redemption story, and I'm I'm super happy uh, to see what the next chapter is, and if he can knock off those yeah. last two majors and. And officially I'd love, become. I'd love to. I'd love to see it. Officially become the greatest golfer of I'd, all time. I'd love to see it for but, me. Like dating back to being a teenager, not childhood, but definitely a teenager. I mean, that was a, 
a guy, I was a Texas baseball football player. Like, that's the only two sports I really cared about, mm-hmm. only focused on. And here comes this guy along. I'm like, I'm going to try out this sport. Like, he changed the mindset of, of how we viewed how to, to play our sports or how to use our time or off time or whatever the case may be. But, you know, going back to what you said about being famous and being elite at your sport that's in any sport what these guys face and mm-hmm. what you get away with mm-hmm. coming through the league but now it's harder than ever with social media because you're held accountable and it, it's the situation where you have to deal with it as it comes and everybody sees everything you do and everybody has an opinion and everybody and has hard. an opinion so kudos to the man absolutely but as far as, as far as one athlete doing more for a sport besides I Jordan don't and I, but even with Jordan, like golf, there were other golf, stars. There was other stars, and and the NBA was I not think a dying. Fame, it wasn't though. a dying sport. It wasn't like a dying golf, sport. I'm just thinking golf, more of an international. Golf fame. was kind of was... like ah, it's an old man sport. Nobody yeah. was getting into it. Tiger Woods made golf cool again, yeah. and yeah, he I made kids want to go play. Yeah, think of the other stars at that time. I mean, who was it? It was Greg Norman or right. <laughs> Tom Kite, you're you're yeah. well, yeah. And even thinking about it, I, I think like something predominantly white figured like you have no chance as an inner city kid being black or a minority to play. You probably have to date it back to Willie Mays or something mm-hmm. like that. Jackie Robinson, yeah. to be to be yeah. more correct. Yep, of what he's done. I agree for sure. With all due respect to VJ Singh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you live on an island. He had it easy. Come on. <laughs> Telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Besides, the stainless steel construction made the flux dispersal. Look out! Yeah, so uh, it's great to have Luke here as a listener, as, as a friend, like being on the show, and just want to give a little shout out to Scott Griswold too. He, he saw me out on the street the other day because I had missed a few episodes. It was, it was great to hear him say, hey, you know, I miss hearing you on the radio, and now you're back on, you know, you, you know, we're just a small little thing going on right here. So <laughs> when somebody jumps out and says, you know, they like to hear you, you know, on the podcast and talking about sports and and appreciate you. That's that's huge. So Scott, thank you very much for listening to uh, Great Mountain Sports Roundup. Uh, that's huge. Also, uh, a shout out to your friend in the Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands, Rob Van Winkle. That's not made up. That's a true name. <laughs> You're famous. Fuck, fuck you. His name is not yes, Rob is. Van Winkle. Yes, it is. He lives in the Netherlands. Yes, it is. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's a fake account. It's a fake account. Fuck it's man. a fake account. That's true. That's just me. I'm just like putting myself in the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, what was it? 576... Four yeah, from the full- Netherlands, United Kingdom. We had Alberta, couple, Canada, couple in Spain. Yeah, yeah so Spain. thanks to everybody who's listening. We really, we really. Appreciate I mean, you. we're nothing big or great. We we honestly just do this for fun as an excuse to get together. For Ernesto, I have a few drinks. For Johnny, just to talk about sports because that's what he loves. But uh, it's just something fun to do. It's a hobby of ours, and we are happy that you love listening to us. So uh, kudos to you for uh, tuning in. That's that's huge. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, getting back to things I know nothing about. Sports ball. Basketball. Well, Nesto, it's, it's your Warriors. <laughs> We're uh, about four for some, some teams, four or five games in now. 
Uh, they're showing right now the uh, Durant trade and the and the loss might be a huge issue. Let's keep in mind, Clay Thompson has not been on the floor for them coming out of the gate. But I almost agree with Charles Barkley. Listen to the TNT show the other night. Like I just don't think when it comes to the West, without uh, Durant now and Luke, you you're a big basketball fan too. That there's just enough scoring for this type of rigorous road stretch these teams have to go out to compete for the the Warriors have what it takes. It takes them to be huge for Curry to step up, but I just don't think it's there for them to be anywhere relevant in the top it, four spots. I see them as almost as a seven or eight it's not, seed coming it's out. Not, of that. It's too one dimensional. I mean you're 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 guarding Curry's three point shot, like where are you getting your points? With Durant you have a, a threat. I mean yeah Curry can go to the hoop but Curry's small. Durant's, yeah. Durant's not small. When Durant, Durant goes to the can hoop, play he the can one through five position. He can on the floor. He can. And that's I, huge. I think they're in. I think they're in rough shape. I think this is going to be an eye opener. I think that just what you're hearing from comments from Steve Kerr in post game reports right now is talking, and I can't quote him, but in somewhat reference, say what you know we've been on this Cinderella run for so long with the mm-hmm. team we had. Here's reality. Now we got to fight. We got to figure out. Here's where I have to truly be a coach. Here's where Curry has yes. to truly be an MVP. Yes. This is where Draymond has to truly be a role player, and we have to figure those things out. A great position for him to take. You can tell that's where the Popovich tutelage comes in with Kerr. You know, Phil Jackson in those days. Like, right. he's, he's handling it well as a coach, but this team is going to have its struggles. So who are they struggling against? Obviously, what you see now at the gate, the Clippers, phenomenal. Kawhi Leonard has a statement to make, folks. It wasn't because of what he did with Toronto last year, winning with the East. He wants to prove himself to be a prominent and dominating player in the West. On both ends of the basketball court. Absolutely. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in basketball. Absolutely. Hands down. And that's not that's not a knock on LeBron or anybody in the league right now. But like where he's at his game right now. Right now. Not talking about past. Not talking about future. That's right. Right now he's the best player in the league right 100%. now. you got to deal with him. 100%. And this is without um, Paul George. Yep. You know, being out. And this was a guy who was a candidate for MVP last year coming right. out of Oklahoma City. Right. So the sky's the limit for this team. All the role players are stepping up. Agreed. They've gone into the Lakers and shut them down. They have outscored every team predominantly in the league so far. Right. Early on, but I'm saying right now, I feel like the Clippers in the West are, are the team to beat. They are. They are. Um, I like – it's hard not to like the Nuggets, but the Nuggets are playing basketball, and so are the Mavericks. Um, we, we, we have them against each other tonight. I think it's going to be something to see where each of those teams is at. I like it. Do you yeah. think the Nuggets remain undefeated here? I think it's going to be a tough matchup for them, but I do think they do go four and up. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Denver wins this. I think this is a learning lesson a little bit for the coaching um, and the and the Mavericks. To, I mean, Porzingis and Doncic is a great combination. Yep. I think they're going to learn very early on. There's going to be. A, I think there's going to be some type of midseason trade for the Mavericks if they're competing. They're right above that 500 line and competing in that division. Mm-hmm. That they make it to, to to be competitive. I think. You know, this is where Mark Cuban and the organization start smelling like they have something here and they got to make a move. And I think, the, I think the fans and the city buys into this team right here. They're fun to watch. They're fun to watch and they're young. Absolutely. And they're having fun, which they, is huge. They are. Um, I think the Jazz are huge. I think they're going to be relevant in that Northwest division right, yep. behind the Timber, uh, right behind the Nuggets. Timberwolves, 3-0 starting out of the gate. Yeah. That young talent. 
but I think that almost last year, I think they were out of the gate on fire. I think this is another situation where the Timberwolves, I think that little bit of inexperience kind of catches up with them, and yep. I think the Jazz kind of surpassed them in that division. And you always got to keep the Trailblazers in mind. This is probably, in my mind, out of all of basketball, the tough, toughest division right here, being the Northeast. Yep, it is. What are, what are your thoughts on the Lakers, Marty, and uh, do you think they're going to be able to – Lakers are, Lakers are going to be good, but here's my thing. is like, can LeBron James play the minutes? Mm-hmm. Can Anthony Davis stay that healthy? Because they uh, have to. They have to. They have Without to. those two, they're not, there's no leadership on that floor to carry them past that. That's right. And I like the drive that, that LeBron has. I'm not the biggest LeBron fan in, in the world, but the I understand boat. like he is still probably the third, fourth best player in the league, and he is a game changer with Anthony Davis. Like, how, after do, you, that, how do you game plan that? After that China shit, I, not that I wasn't already all the way out on LeBron James, but <laughs> I, f- I feel like he has just become so wholeheartedly unlikable that he's now, yes. as part of his brand, he's, he's the, playing the heel now. He's yes. like... He, he, he's completely unlikable because nothing matters but LeBron James. He's yeah. become that person. Well, that, I mean, the HBO series and just like he yeah. just has this voice now. And I, I understand like you want to use it. And I'm not going to knock him fully. He makes more the, money on his production company than he does playing basketball. Absolutely. And that's he's, showing he up, he's showing up drunk to games. Like, fuck this yeah, guy. Yeah, it's... He wants a legacy, and he and, he, and the fame. His ha- legacy is going to be drinking wine on the court. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they can. All right. I mean, so, so what? What about Eastern Conference? Well, I hold mean, on. Before we get uh, out of Western Conference, and I hate to put you guys on the spot, but out of these fifteen teams, can you name me the eight that are making the playoffs? Out of the West. Out of the West. Yes. The eight they're going to Okay. Nuggets for sure. Yes. San Antonio. And. Fuck the media. This is another team that just kind of gets overlooked, I feel like, because they're also always so well coached and the role players are always there. This is a team that's going to do well in that division. Uh, you got to put the Rockets in the playoffs as well. I agree. They just have to play defense. They're going to be a 7 or 8. They're going to be right there with Golden State. Because they, they well. score points, so you gotta, they got to play defense. You said they're going to be there with Golden State, so I can throw the Warriors on there. Hey, I know the where back the Warriors there are. There you from. go. Hey. Luke, to give hey. you a little context, one time they spent a long time talking about the Warriors. And admittedly, I was a little bit drunk, and I was like, "Wait, what about Golden State?" <laughs> so his gift was a yeah, uh, Warriors mean... hat. Two weeks later, <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw the to Warriors you, on there. To we... your effect, a man yeah. who played in the NBA and traveled around and played in that stadium, he thought the Golden State was always in San Francisco, and that was Shaquille O'Neal. He's <laughs> <laughs> recorded saying that. I think that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Oh wow. well, that makes me feel uh, so much better. All right, we I got four more teams. Clippers easily hands. The Clippers down. are gonna be in there, and I think the Timberwolves are gonna be in there. How many spots we have left right now? That's one, two, with three, the T Wolves. We have two more spots. Two more spots. I honestly don't think the Lakers are going to make it. I got to – oh, wow. Really? All right, I'll give you one. I'll take one, Marty. I'm going to take the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz? So I'm stuck with the Lakers or – No, you don't have to take the – you can take anybody, man. Mavericks? I'm not, I'm not going to put the Mavericks. I think they're a year away. I really do, unless they make a, a big trade and get somebody and they're relevant right there. The Thunder got to be over before, the hill, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yep, yeah, I'll put. Wow, this is tough. I really. I'm going to put the Suns there. I like that pick. I'm going to put the Suns there. Okay. I like All right, and uh, moving on to the East. 
Uh, Luke, we haven't gotten your opinion yet on the uh, Jalen Brown signing. Yep. I like it. He's a good player. He's young. Um, I think he was lost last year in the, in the fold. He, with... was, he, he was. I mean, Kyrie was a poison to that team. And he's going to be a poison to the Nets. And he's going to be a poison to anybody he goes to. Because They've he, already he, said that. He, he wants to be a leader, but he's not a leader. Yeah. And, 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 and he's a selfish player. I hate to say it, but he is. I mean... I think we have uh, a nice team this year. I don't know how we're going to do. I think we're probably going to be middle of the pack. I, I think we may make the playoffs. I don't think we'll go far. But on the other hand, I mean, we got the 76ers that are at the top right now, and we lost to them game one. But we played horribly. I mean, we played we played horribly. I think Kevin Walker went like four for 18 yeah, or, yeah. and nobody shot the ball we couldn't play I mean everything went it's, wrong it's going to take, it's gonna take a good 20 games for the and it is gelling to it come is. together with this team and like figure out who can take the ball yep. when it needs to be taken um, so I guess we're diving right into the Atlantic division in the east right now we're talking that division 76ers Raptors Celtics in order Nets Knicks right now by record uh, with the 76ers 3-0 and coming out Coming out of a hot start, we I think we all thought they were going to do that. Embiid's worked his ass off this yep. this off season. As much as we made fun of him being the ugliest crier in sports last year, still can't stand him. Yeah, top lip, you know, yeah, drooling. He, he's crier. a baby. He's a baby. Yeah, I think he grew up. I think I mean, I think he grew up from that, and I hope he grew up from yeah. that because in some way I'm a little bit of a fan of his because I I see this as a young kid who. Who has worked really hard to be a, a prominent figure in this league and be dominant? I, I think he's going to have a season. And honestly, like last year, this all rides on Ben Simmons and his shoulders and what kind of player he can be in my mind. And he looked good in game one. And let's not forget Al Horford. That's a huge signing for them. So and, new, was, and it's a massive loss, in my opinion, for the Celtics. Absolutely. As much as we hate him see last year sitting out on the three point line and taking that shot. Now he's got the biggest front court on his side to rebound the ball for him. Yep. So it complements his style of play, yep. which is going to help them a lot. Which, which which, a lot of people hated to see. Personally, I didn't hate to see him out there because he shot it so well. And not only that, you can say, well, we don't have any rebounders under there, but we also don't have a center trying to go you do the now length of the court. We don't have a center trying to go the length of the court. Half a year. We can only play him so many games with that contract. Yeah, that's not that's a project happening. I, I like that we signed the kid, but Taco Fall is uh, it's going to be a four-year project. Before Think he might happens. wind up being a fall guy. Oh, Greg Oden, <laughs> the big O. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I have to offer. Yeah. Please continue. Uh, but I think this division. Count me wrong. It goes. Almost like it sits right now. 76ers, Raptors, Celtics, Knicks, Nets, and Knicks. That's what you got for an order? Mm-hmm. See, I got Heat. I got the Heat in three. No, I'm going point. them out of that division, the Atlantic oh, division. Oh, okay, okay. Not in the overall standings. Not in overall Eastern, yeah. But I, I think that's the way it falls. I think the Nets with Durant out the full year, and I think there's going to be problems with... There's 100% Kyrie. problems. Kyrie dropped, what did he have, 51 in the first game? Yeah. And they but lost. they didn't win. They didn't win. They lost. Yeah. Do you think, down like you can crazy. So can you do that every game? Cause yeah. Yeah. Do you think Kyrie sticks around long enough to get the Kyrie Durant matchup or the the Kyrie Durant um, two headed monster that they. Yeah. And, and 
he's a hometown kid. I think New Jersey buys in long term on him, no matter I what. Agree. I think I think it's going to be some. You might even see this sad. This might be a Carmelo Anthony Knicks thing where they buy in so hard that mm-hmm. every player around them fades away to give you a chance, and you're just stuck with a piece yeah, of and, superstar. Yeah, and, and on ownership and player perspective of it. Ownership's not going to want to get rid of him until no. they see him play with Durant. Yeah. And as a player, he's going to want to see what they can do with Durant. Right. So I think both ends of that, yes, you're going to see them both play together. All okay. right. We got the Central Division. We got Bucks, Pistons, Cavaliers, Bulls, Pacers in that division. I think anything relevant out of that worth talking about uh, is the Bucks. Right now, Oladipo is still out with the Pacers. They had a rough start. They're 0-3 coming out of the gate. I think there's an identity issue with that team. Um, Bucks, Dr- is, is that the uh, the Greek freak? That's the Greek freak, Giannis. And they're playing the Celtics He's going to be right, right up there again. What's they that? play the Celtics tomorrow night? Yeah. 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 I think uh, Bucks easily win that division. I think the Bucks are going to be easily a one or two seed right there, uh, hands down. They're, they will be... 76ers box in my mind at the top two. Should be. Should be if it plays out that way. Middle, if Middleton has the same year he did last year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's a starter on any team. Yeah. You're having, he's, the be, he's by far the best six man in, in, in NBA. Right. Now, here's the most interesting division to talk about out of the East, which has kind of already intrigued me right away out of the gate, is uh, Southeast with Heat, Hawks, Magic, Wizards, Hornets. Um, Heat been coming out of the gate with some of their players right now. Heat right now, you got Tyler Hero, uh, who is already making a name for himself as a shooting guard in the league, coming out of the gate, like playing really well, being a a double-double player. Um, Hawks, come on. I mean, who who thought (laughs) coming out of this, this is going to be a situation where Trey Young has already been on fire out of the gate, shooting from every spot of the floor. He is the next Seth Curry. Um, Stephen. Uh, yeah, Stephen Curry, sorry. Um, Seth's good, too, though. Yeah, Seth's, Seth's okay. <laughs> I don't think I want to be compared. Dell's all right, too. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but Trey Young coming up, uh, second runner-up by uh, a hair of a vote last year for Rookie of the Year behind uh, Doncic is, is mm-hmm. he's ready to make a name for himself right now. And that, this is a young... Very talented Hawks team, and I think sure they easily win this division with Heat right on their heels. I think both those two teams make the playoffs as well. Yeah, the Heat don't look bad. The Heat don't look bad. All right, with the three divisions covered, let's go ahead and uh, give me the eight that are making the playoffs. Obviously, easily to talk about 76ers, Bucks, one, two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke, I'll give you the next two to pick. Yeah, I mean... The Celtics are going to make it. Um, yeah, we're not picking them necessarily. Yeah, in order, yeah. So. I, in, I don't think that's in order because I think they're. I think they're barely going to make it. Um, and I would have to say, I think Detroit's going to be there. Really? Okay. I think they're going to make it. All right. Well, with that said, I am going to throw a bone and give the Hawks an end right here. I think this is. There's enough talent uh, long term and youthful legs to carry them to the playoffs in the East. If we're talking West, that'd be a different story with a team like this. Uh, And then right behind that, I am going to throw the Raptors in as well. Mm. Yes, they're there. Yeah. The defending champions. They're there. Siakam signing his um, 
uh, contract this year. He's already out of the gate being a tough player. Lowry seems like he's rejuvenated, playing really well. Yep. That's a tough team. They're, they're always hard to beat at home as well. Right. When was the last uh, time that there was a back-to-back champion in the NBA? Was it the Bulls? 93-94. No, like we... Yeah, Miami Heat, 2012-2013. Okay. Wow. That was wow. Yeah. Those were, those were the LeBron super teams? Yeah. Okay. So we'll be hearing that uh, all throughout the season and then definitely into the playoffs if the Raptors make it, you know, can they be the team that, to repeat since the, since the Miami Heat? So that'll be fun. Enjoy that. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. We got, so two, we got more, two left. Two more. One each. This is going to get uh, interesting right here. Somebody's got to make it. In the it. East. Somebody, yeah. The East. Somebody's got to make it. It's like the, uh, you know, the participation <laughs> ribbon. Yeah, these last two teams, I mean, it, it, it could honestly go anywhere. I'm going to, th- I'm going to, well, and they surprised us last year, and I'm going to throw them again this year because that's, that's a division where they're going to trade a lot of wins and losses in the Southeast. I'm going to throw Magic in there as well. Magic? Magic? Yeah. I'll give you the last. Can I get I'll give you the a, last one. Can I get a I'll net? take the last. I'll take the last one, and I think. I think the Nets miss it. Oh you think shit! The Nets miss it. I think the Nets miss it, and I think the Wizards are gonna take the wow. You heard it first here. Luke Martell is calling a big year for Washington. A big year for Washington, and not a big year for the Nets for Brooklyn. <laughs> not a good, I mean, I I just don't see how that holds together. I mean. Yeah, I think I think the East has gotten stronger this year with mm-hmm. the Hawks and with the Magic and the Heat, and I, I think I think the Nets are going to have a harder time, and, and maybe yeah, Bradley Bill, you know, does he carry does he carry the uh, well? The well, I mean, it comes it comes down to the teams that are playing Brooklyn. They come out and you're guarding Kyrie now. He scores his points. He can mm-hmm. score his points. Like Kyrie have his fifty, you can beat the other four. Right. So let him have his points and beat the other four players on the court. I mean, it makes it a lot more difficult when Durant's on the floor. Okay. Can't argue that. Okay, so we have our 16 that are making the playoffs. And that'll do it for our NBA season preview, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Impromptu. Loosely done. Early on. Very early on. So let's just go with that right now. We'll revisit we Small sample like, size. We might look like geniuses. We might. Time. We might. We might look like fucking morons, too. Yeah. True. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. This is what happens when you put your voice out there for everybody to hear. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Okay, uh, heading into NFL football, the week that was. Week 8 started off with the Redskins going into the Vikings. Uh, John had picked Minnesota minus 16, uh, the Vikings did win, but did not cover. Just, uh, I mean, scheduled win for them. For it's sure. just another uh, contested argument about Thursday night football and the brand and like how well these teams play on a short rest week. Uh, both look very rough coming out of the gate, but talent wins all. Not much to talk about right here. Uh, Minnesota cruised on another another big game for Cook. Um, Kirk Cousins had a nice game too, yeah. 23 for 26, 285 yards, no touchdowns, but 
Um, you know, he's fighting the haters at this moment, and he and he got to give it to him. He's he's feeding his guys, and like you said, Dalvin Cook had a had a great game. Right, and this was a game for Minnesota without Thielen after his hamstring injury uh, injury the week before. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think there's any expectation coming out of this for Washington. It needed to be a big win uh, for Minnesota to be relevant right behind uh, Green Bay in that division with Green Bay being 7-1 and one now and Minnesota right behind at 6-2. and two. Got 172 all-purpose yards for Dalvin Cook. That's a, a He's just been a monster. He's, he's, he's one of my fantasy running backs in my league right now, and he's been my top uh, points getter every week. He is having... Probably, if they continue on this streak, MVP type of year. So definitely, uh, if you have them, you're rejoicing. And if you're against them, you're hating life. (laughs) All right. Uh, Moving on. At the time uh, that we picked this game, there was no line because there was some doubt as to whether Matt Ryan um, would be healthy or not. We arbitrarily chose a line of, well, not arbitrarily, educated guess. Right. (laughs) minus minus four um for seattle and we picked seattle to to cover that which they did what was what was the actual line i think at the end of the day it was it was six and a half which they still covered because not not going in that's what i had on the cbs sports line going in i don't know if that's what it ended up with that's from my notes i don't think anybody thought matt schaub would come out and go 39 for 52 460 yards, um, which is kind of shocking against the Seahawks defense. I mean, yeah. Well, that's um, a young group. It's a young group, and I mean, we talk talk about a core receivers, but also losing Sanu uh, with a trade uh, to New England Patriots as well. So it's just kind of like, how is that team going to reel from that? Uh, Freeman uh, didn't do much in the aspect of rushing that game for the Falcons, but he made his presence. Uh, receiving by 63 yards. He's actually 8 for 8 in uh, targets that game for for the Falcons. It was a hard fart game by them and uh, kind of a suspect game in my mind that's though by the Seahawks. They didn't seem quite right in what I've seen in the highlights of this game. I didn't watch this game live uh, from kickoff to finish. Um, But, you know, you're looking at a situation where you got uh, 14 for 20, only 20 pass attempts by Russell Wilson in that game. I think they kind of went in with the concept with Ryan not in there just to bend but not break kind of defense. Yeah, run the clock and out. kind of got slapped in the face control a little bit possession. scared. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. They still had 145 yards uh, <clears throat> rushing between Carson and Penny. And, and, and Lockett did have 100 yards on six receptions with only a long of 20. So they were getting uh, good averages there. I mean, Russell Wilson still... You know, even though he only had 182 yards, uh, two two passing touchdowns. So I yeah. mean, and this is a game where it's 24 nothing at halftime, and then maybe they got a little laxed because there was unanswered 20 points by the Falcons in the second half, with only three points being scored by the Seahawks. I think maybe they got a little too complacent in that game right there, but they felt like they could hold on and not be too worried about it. It was just kind of a throwaway game in the first half. Uh, yeah, so uh, Seattle takes that. They still stay relevant in the NFC West out there. They're, they're right behind the undefeated 49ers right now at 6-2. and two. Well, speaking of getting complacent late, we had our first con- contested pick of the week with Philadelphia going into Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo giving up a point and a half. 
Uh, and they looked good halfway through it, but looked great. Just just lost it at a certain point. Yeah, absolutely. This is another like one of those weird uh, which Buffalo Lake effect Lake effect wins being on the Great Lakes. It always just gets so just unpredictable. Not only team wise, but also weather wise. There's wind gusts up to forty eight miles an hour. I believe I heard at one point uh, the passing game became really uh, pretty much. Uh, irrelevant at one point, and the Bills um, couldn't get anything going on the ground. Absolutely, this is eleven to seven game going into halftime, uh, and the Eagles just jump out on top in the third quarter, uh, scoring thirteen points and jumping out ahead and going for another seven in the fourth. And the Bills just had no answer. And this is kind of going back now to the question, basically. Uh, for Allen uh, and Johnny mentions this all the time and this is a, a big deal to consider when it comes Can't to quarterbacks through the air. cold weather and cold hand, uh, small hands yep. and get it through the air but also it became very one dimensional for that team Frank Gore became pretty much one side of a back in that aspect as well and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles defense definitely stepped up in that game and between Sanders and Howard the Eagles were able to get it done on the ground uh, two touchdowns 170 yards on the ground. Absolutely. Know. Yeah. 23 attempts. I think I believe that was almost 16 attempts in the second half. They just really doubled down on the blocking, uh, run blocking in the second half and really took control of field advantage in the second half against the Bills right there. Mm-hmm. The LA Chargers pull it out in the Windy City, able to come away 17-16 off another heartbreaking kicker miss, man. Everybody yeah. thought that um, Eddie Pinheiro was going to be uh, the salvation come to, to, to wipe away the sins of Cody Parkey, but everybody's having a massive case of whiplash and flashback here, losing a very winnable game. And, you know, Mick, Mitch Trubisky has to be super disheartened here. I mean, he went 23 to... For uh, 35 with 253 yards, no touchdowns, but he was moving the ball. And, you know, you have a late drive at the end, and and then to lose it that way is just such a kick in the nuts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was not a situation where he was getting sacked a lot. He only only had two sacks for 20 yards. This was about ball management for this team Uh, and missing out. I I think they got a little too complacent with the Chargers right here and just thought this was kind of going to be a defensive rollover for them. And the Chargers will make their usual mistakes. They're very efficient on their ball side as well. Um, This is talking Phillip Rivers, 19 for 29. I don't even remember the last time Phillip Rivers in a shootout has thrown the ball less than 40 times. And he only threw it for 29 times right there for 201 yards. They're very conservative. They're very like straightforward, and they relied on their defense right there against Trubisky, and you know it worked for them. Hell of a job by the uh, Chargers O line as well to just completely shut down Khalil Mack. Yeah, and who knows where Mel- uh, Melvin Gordon, excuse me, still is right now. Uh, Thirty-one yards rushing, one TD, and only two receptions out of the back backfield as well. I think this guy is going to be traded in the offseason right now. I just see where. I don't. I, I just don't see the Chargers, uh, Nesto, going forward with Rivers. Even though he's been the face of the franchise, I, th- I think they're really going to go after this year into a rebuild season or seasons. I should say it's going to take some time, but uh, it looks like it just looks like Gordon's done. All right, moving right along to our next contested pick, we have 
the New York Football Giants at Detroit. Uh, with Detroit giving up seven points, Johnny had picked the New York Giants, and you contested that. Um, Good pick by Johnny. Good pick by he Johnny. Cover that thirty-one twenty-six. Um, this is a situation where I thought being at home in Ford Field for the Giant—I mean, excuse me for the Lions—that they could stop. Uh, the Giants from scoring. I really thought in a lot of ways this is going to be a Jones situation. Uh, Daniel Jones, speaking of the quarterback for the Giants, where he threw a couple of, of picks, costly picks, but the guy, the kid goes 28 for 41 for 322 yards, four TDs. If you're a fantasy guy or a DraftKings guy and picked him up for Great cheap. Great value there. Great value pick Holy right shit. there for sure. Uh, on the Lions side, just how about the same measure, Stafford did throw for interception, but three TDs, 342 yards. Um, another decent game. Galladay is just – Galladay, I should say. Uh, six receptions. Uh, the value of, of his receptions uh, by completion, 123 yards, two TDs. That guy's been solid this year as well. Uh, but, hey, huge win for the Lions, who are trying to stay relevant for a wild card spot, 3-3-1. Three, three, and, um, and a good moral victory for Daniel Jones and the New York yeah. Giants. This is a good confidence booster for him. Uh, hopefully he can parlay that into a little more production. Uh, you know, because the Lions aren't an easy opponent per se. No. You know, it's not It's not punching down at all. Um, so he's got to feel good about that. And They're and right there. They're competing right up to the end. They had a chance to uh, tie that game. And it was a situation where I feel like if they can figure out this whole uh, rush blocking for Barkley and be a dual threat again... Um, It'll open a lot of stuff it, up. Yeah, and clearly he can sling it around. But obviously you can see that the defenses, uh, their opponents are catering to stopping the run and letting Jones fly it out. But right in that situation, he, he definitely took care of his own business right there. Well, speaking of slinging it around, we had the Jets going into Jacksonville. And Gardner Minshew, 22 for 34, 279 yards, three touchdowns. I, I think we got to put this kid back on the for real list. Well, I mean, it's still a question of like who he's played, the strength of schedule, whatever the case may be. But also, the Jets are not a slouch of a defense as well. They've they've had their games, and well, look at me, like I'm talking about them right now. They beat the Cowboys and slapped them in the face unexpectedly, and, and took a victory from them a couple weeks ago. So for that to be said, you know, uh, Minshaw is doing his work. No interceptions, no mistakes. 34 pass attempts, which is an efficient amount of passing. 22 completions on that. Uh, Fournette was a decent amount. He's uh, Minshaw scrambling for 28 yards in that game. Conley, who's been a breakout player. Sorry, Johnny was here. I'd ask him right now if he is a... Late pickup for fantasy drafts right now. If you have a team or if you're picking up for DraftKings, this kid has had some good games in the past few weeks. Another good game, you know, seven targets, four receptions. Had one huge bomb for, for about I believe 62 yards in that game, but one touchdown. So good points for him right there. Well, this was another contested pick, and Johnny had picked the New York Jets to cover the five and a half point spread, but unfortunately, they did not, losing 29 to 15. So, Marty, you pick another one up here. Nice, nice. 
It's just so hard. I mean, this is a flux situation. This is the Adam Gase team. This is a, a, a front office that obviously we know now is shopping its players and, and kind of giving up. I don't know what they thought about coming into the season, what they were going to do now that they're letting go of their players for the long term. I thought this was going to be a two- or three-year project, but we'll see uh, where the front office goes with this Jets team looking forward. Um, the Bengals continue to rival the Miami Dolphins for worst team in the league. <laughs> They're trying their best, right? Oh, my God. This is the end of the gunslinger, right? Uh, Andy Dalton being replaced, right? Uh, the Red Rifle. Us. Yeah. But right now, the Rams, who needed, in my mind, an easy walk of a team, of an opponent right now to, to get a win. A little uh, confidence booster, yeah, Jared a little, Goff. A, a little bit. Goff needed that. 17-34. Uh, uh, for 31, 372 yards, two but touchdowns. But you still talk about this team who slinged it around the field last last year, who's still only making 17 completions out of 31. you got to be concerned. Granite Woods came, went out of the game on a concussion protocol <clears throat> early in that game last week, but there's still a plethora of fucking weapons that this team has, and they still struggle. And the week before against the Rams, they go in – and it just seems like Gurley is just making this whole like debut, like I'm back, and he kind of fades away in this game as well. I still I, don't know the pulse of this team, the Rams. They're they're a question mark for me for mm-hmm. sure. I really wish that Todd Gurley had uh, scored another touchdown in this game. That way, I could have given the report that we had two Gurley, one cup. <laughs> I'll give you that one. That's good. That's creative. That's creative. Thank you. And speaking of Cooper Cup, I mean, uh, 221 yards that game for one t- one TD. That kid just went off that game. I don't know what the hell the Bengals were thinking. Like at one point, you got to just figure out you got to cover this guy. Uh, I think they were so worried about the deep threat. This guy was just undercutting and undercutting. It was a very uh, um, Edelman type week, if you if you know what I'm talking about, just a guy just finding his spots against the defense, catching a lot of reps and and getting a lot of run uh, runs. Great game for that guy this week. Okay, and moving right along, uh, the Cardinals at New Orleans. Where the hell is it? There we go. <laughs> uh, Johnny had picked the Johnny had picked the the Cardinals to cover, and un- unfortunately they didn't. The nine and a half spread there. Um, not a lot. Not a lot to report. Just, just really about as much as you would expect. Uh, Murray had 102 yards. Uh, Drew Brees in, in his return uh, looked strong. You know, everybody was thinking maybe he should just. You know, what's what's the harm with the way Teddy Bridgewater was playing? What's the harm in taking one more week, getting one more week of rest? But Drew Brees is a gamer, uh, and if you don't use it, you lose it. So he went 34 for 43, 373 yards, three touchdowns, the one interception, but uh, the defense is allowed to make plays too. Absolutely. I also feel in a way that the Saints feel comfortable with the fact that if something happens to Brees, they have a great quarterback to fall upon. So, like, let him play, let them get their uh, groove on and, and, and get back into championship form with Breeze. But if something – you can't predict anything in the NFL. There's no good time to come in. There's no good time to go out. And I think only Breeze knows as a veteran when is the time to come in. And Bridgewater has been phenomenal for them. And he's his trade stock is up there following this year. 
But I think, uh, you know, they're my pick for the NFC uh, champions to come out this year. That team is firing. They deserve all, it, for sure. They're firing on all cylinders, and it shows that they are not going to back down from, uh, you know, an injury or a challenge that they're ready to, to compete and be the superior team in the NFC West. I would love, I would love to see um, Drew Brees and Tom Brady in the – Walk-off Super Bowl challenge where both of these quarterbacks, I mean, the writing is on the wall. Yeah, who gets gets the last championship? Man, what a story. We were denied it last year. I won it this year. Thanks to the refs. That should have been the the championship last year. Oh, God. Here nor there, but like, yeah. The refs refs have continued to be abysmal. Absolutely. And this application of the pass interference rule where it – you know they're saying it has to be something as egregious as that New Orleans game, but like when you introduce the idea of review for that play, you then need to apply the rules of that play, not some misguided and skewed rule that only applies to the review. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. And and so unless there's a murder, they're not. Calling that pass inter the no. pass interference call on review, and that was arguing with the person the other day. Like, what's the big deal? Just let it go. And you got to understand, like, this is a business, and in towns make money, in cities make money off business. And they're laughing at the fact that the town had like sued, you know, the, the city of New Orleans sued the NFL over this whole situation. Here's the deal: like, they lost a ton. They of money. lost a ton of money. Businesses, bars, you know, just attendance, like viewing, like the rights that what comes along with being in a Super Bowl is huge. So if you're angry or just dumbfounded by the fact that they're trying to do such a thing, like do your homework because this is like huge repercussions by fucking up. So understand it. Like that was, I mean, everybody knew that was a, a botched call. And it, and it fucked them over. And honestly, after seeing how the Rams did not show up in that game, you wanted to see the Saints in that game and compete with the Patriots. So moving on, yeah, hopefully you know, that happens. Because you know Drew Brees wouldn't have frozen Absolutely. the way Goff did. Absolutely. All right, so moving right along. Uh, Buccaneers heading into Tennessee. Uh, the Buccaneers, this was another one of our contested picks. Yeah. Um, Johnny me. had chosen uh, Tennessee Damn it. to cover the two-and-a-half spread. Uh, which they did by four. God damn it, these line makers are good. They're good. They know what they're doing. And uh, goes to show that Jameis, uh, Jameis Winston still, yeah, it's a head scratcher to me, Nesto, why this guy still starts in the NFL. I know he's just kind of like that other guy that the city kind of likes and the franchise likes, but two costly interceptions in this game that hurt them. He had 301 yards. He, he still had a decent game but some costly errors uh 53 yards rushing looks like looked at like his old self in a lot of ways too uh by being a run threat but uh tennessee nobody knew that tanner hill was going to step up in that situation i didn't think he was i thought he would throw an interception or two the kid goes for 193 yards and three touchdowns 21 for 33 it's not bad numbers okay and the Denver Broncos heading to Indianapolis. Indy was given up six points. Uh, didn't cover, but won the game. And that's really the only thing they care about. 13-15. to 15. The GOAT. 
The goat. Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> Huge. Uh, yeah, it was an ugly game. I mean, I actually actually watched about three and a half quarters of this game, kind of switching back and forth between uh, the other game, which was the Bills and uh, the Eagles. Uh, Lindsey, I expected more from him in that game. It's kind of been the Lindsey Freeman show, a dual-headed uh, running back situation. Uh, Flacco took a hard hit. He's going to be out for a couple weeks, maybe maybe even more. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, it was ugly. There's, nothing, there's not much to say about this game right here. 15-13, it kind of speaks for itself. It was not pretty whatsoever. Brissett, 202 yards, efficient, threw 25 times, 15, I mean, 15 completions, no interceptions, no like 30-something yards running. Yeah, I there's just kind of Marvin Mack, a decent game. Kind of been a disappearance in my mind fantasy-wise for a few fantasy owners the last few weeks. But nothing to complain about, nothing to praise about. Well, speaking of complaining, there's lots to complain about in Carolina. Um, losing 13 to 51. Wow. This was a contested pick. Johnny picked uh, Carolina to win this with, uh, or at least cover the spread with San Francisco giving up five and a half points. They covered that and then some. And then some. I, you know, walked away from that pick last last week with Johnny thinking like ten and a half was going to be plenty, but I did not expect a fifty-one to thirteen game. Obviously, uh, Bosa had a huge. Bosa's game. huge. I mean that defense. You're talking about 51 points scored by San Francisco, and your quarterback for that team throws 175 yards. That's telling you the defense is doing its job. And in my mind, defense wins wins championships. Now I think this team is going in the right direction. That proves to be the same case for uh, the Patriots, which we'll get into. Um, but looking back last year, Nesto, of, of all these high-flying games like – the game between the Rams and the Chiefs and, you know, the 50-point games and back and forth. But we always talked about who can be a defensive team and, and win championships. That's, I think that ultimately comes down to that. And I think I think San Francisco's built to go the long, you know, to go a long way in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the at this point, um, you know, heading into week nine, the records don't lie. We're halfway through the season, and you are who your record says you are, and right. they're fucking undefeated. Absolutely. I mean, this is a team that you could say hasn't been tested yet, and then, then Caroline come, comes in, and they're saying this is the first team that they faced, and they turn around and beat them 51-13. Uh, to 13. Huge, huge win. And now you got Seahawks. Excuse me. you got the Cardinals, which they should roll over. Seahawks, Cardinals again, Packers, which is going to be tough, Saints, Rams, Seahawks. I mean, this is a tough division. Mm-hmm. It's going to see how it turns out for San Francisco, but I think they're the real deal. Yep. Okay, uh, the Raiders heading into Houston. I was, sh- I was shocked here. I really thought the Raiders were going to pull this one out. They should have. In a lot of ways. They covered the spread. They're right there. I mean, they were scoring along, and then Texans get 14 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, this is another game where Watson kind of finds his groove at the right time. Goes 27 for 39, 279 yards, three TDs. Huge loss for the Texans. Three years in a row. J.J. Watt out again. 
Oh, breaks pec- my heart. Pectoral muscles. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is a guy in this. That shit hurts. Yeah. I have no idea, but I can only imagine. Uh, you know, 2016 season uh, ending back surgery. 2017 tibia uh, fracture. Lose him again. This has been a continuation of injuries for this guy, for this team. I don't know where they go forward with with JJ, and it's a hard situation because he is a huge advocate and spokesperson for the city of Houston, for that area. He's been huge for that city all around, hurricanes, uh, personal charities and drives. I don't know. What do you, what do you, in your mind, what do you do with a situation with a player like that who is impactful yet has been just continuously been hurt Injury after injury, year after year. I don't know. I'll tell you about uh, James Conner in two years. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean. But, I mean, I, to scratch my head and talking to a Steelers fan, now he's irrelevant again this year. And here's this emergence of T.J. Watt, who's, in my mind, could be a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. So, I, I love T.J. Watt. I think he is everything that J.J. Watt is with... Um, More mobility. He, he's he's leaner. Yeah. He is faster, and he's a little bit more dynamic, which mm-hmm. which means he misses bigger. He doesn't uh, plug up holes the same way JJ does. You know, like JJ's a but great. He can drop back and cover. Right, but he can. Yeah. He. I mean, I think uh, some of the fall off in his sacks this year has been due to the fact that they put him in coverage so often. Right. Uh, well, I'm hoping that a guy like Devin Bush can, you know, mitigate some of that going forward, and as he gets more comfortable in coverage, they can, they can, um, at, at, you know, put put TJ on the offensive more. But right. <clears throat> for sure. A uh, little side note for fantasy players with uh, Houston. Texans, if you want to pick up somebody cheap that might get a couple of catches here and there, plus touchdowns, uh, Darren Fells, pick him up. I think he's a, a, a cheap asset to attain. Keep him in mind for sure. All right. Next, we had the Cleveland Browns heading to Gillette Stadium for their ass beating, which they received. Um, the Browns showed a lot of heart here because the they the, fought. They fought. The Cleveland Browns offense on three straight. Plays had turnovers. Yeah, on I believe like either their first or second possession, like from there, yeah. it was just an an abysmal showing from the Browns' offense. And the the defense showed a lot of heart here and, and kept them in this football game. Uh, as much as you can be in a football game where you give up the ball um, three times in a row. Well, this is just an, it's the same narrative that's been playing for this, in my mind, the best defense in football right now, which is the New England Patriots, right behind being the San Francisco 49ers. Um, jumping out with a 17-point lead in the first quarter off those, off those turnovers, I think they know how to scheme on those quarterbacks, those opposing quarterbacks well, and, and those offensive. They just play really well, and at that point, you can just kind of play your game and play a very efficient game. That's what the Patriots are playing right now. I think they still get to hold the cards close to their chest with some bigger matchups coming in in the latter part of the season. It, this is just a franchise. It's just a team that does it well. This is just the marquee of like how to play football right now. 
And I'm saying this without Johnny here, and I'm glad I'm saying it without Johnny here because I hate saying shit like this about the Patriots, but it's very true. They're just doing it the right way, and I don't think we've talked as friends, not outside this podcast, in the last three or four years about New England Patriot defense. This defense is solid. Yeah, They're absolutely on point, well-coached, well-behaved, mature and they don't you know they'll gloat about it they don't walk the walk or talk the talk they just play they just play the game they play it well yep and they covered the spread yep and the sunday night game the mahomeless chiefs who fought they fought i i thought this was going to be a blowout hosting the green bay packers with the packers get uh giving up four and a half points as the um, with the Chiefs being the home dogs, Mahomesless homes dogs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're playing well. Uh, Play on words is working. Jesus Christ! This is one of our <laughs> last contested picks. Uh, Johnny had chosen Green Bay, and wisely so. Yeah, yeah, he got me there. I I honestly thought like uh, I I went against him, but I I really thought like Green Bay was really going to take this game handily in a lot of ways they did. Uh, another well, you know, put together offensive scheme by the by the uh, Packers this this night. Uh, 20, 23 for thirty three, three hundred five yards for Rodgers, three TDs, uh, one hundred fifty nine yards for Jones. Welcome back, Aaron Jones. Great game you had right there. Uh, and Matt Moore didn't he didn't do bad for Kansas City. He played well. Not not a lot of mistakes. But uh, just wasn't enough, and I thought Arrowhead, you know, going against Johnny this week would be enough uh, to contest that spread. But uh, you know, I think with Johnny not here, not talk about it again. I think this is another team that you have to keep in your sights if you're Patriots and you're talking about Super Bowl. I think these these guys are going to be right there in the end. I think they're going to be uh, competing, and I think they're going to be a well-oiled machine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh... Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, looked great in this game. If uh, if Shady McCoy doesn't fumble that ball, who knows how this game turns right, out. Right, true. You know, so a lot of times these close games really hinge on, on one mistake. And, and it's, it's, you know, the great teams capitalize on those mistakes and uh, the lesser teams find ways to lose. And you see the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they are – very meticulously well coached. They're a team that finds a way to lose. It's an Andy Reid team. And I hate to say it. I mean, he's. I think he's a phenomenal coach. But Andy Reid has shown in the past that he will find a way to give the game up when it comes down to crucial situations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know their back's against the wall right now with Mahomes out. I don't think they really have to stress too much being the division where you're sitting mm-hmm. with the Raiders and the Broncos and the you know Chargers who are not relevant whatsoever on your heels. I think they can afford to lose a few games. Mahomes is going to be back. Heels back. I think this team is going to peak at the right time uh, late in the season and take that division. But uh, kudos to the Packers. I did not expect this team to be 7-1 at this point coming out of the beginning of the year. I thought they were going to have their struggles, but they have been playing well. Yeah, and got to give it up to your Dallas Cowboys. They had uh, the the best week they've had in several weeks. Five weeks, good week. (laughs) 
Can't can't argue about that. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got fired. <laughs> I wanted somebody to get fired, and he's never going to get fired. But oh well, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, people getting fired, I, I've God damn it, I wish I hashtag time travel episode. Wish I'd asked Johnny about this earlier. Uh, oh yeah, but uh, in Pittsburgh, yeah, finally Neil Huntington let go. For the listeners, who is the general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates and president of operations? Yeah, absolutely. So, had a very talented squad to work with at the beginning of this year. uh, Yes, yes, and no. I mean, he had a talented squad five years ago when we had a ninety-eight win team. Yeah. You know, we were we kept running up against those uh, Chicago Cubs teams with. Arietta mm-hmm. or the St. Louis Cardinals. It's, it's a tough division for us, uphill battle in the way baseball is. If you're not going to spend any money, you're not going to do well. And if there is a way to do it on a budget, see the Kansas City Royals a couple years ago, but if you're not willing to maximize when the window happens, a.k.a. 98-win season, um, you're just right. never going to get there. So, right. Fair enough to say. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I, I still don't think that that's going to go anywhere because if he's not willing to open up his wallet and spend some money on quality players, um, you know, and and also our best pitcher, Felipe Vasquez, uh, pedophile piece of shit, uh, is probably going to be going away for a long time. So a we're just bit. we're well deserved. Yeah, well deserved, but yeah. uh, it's also going to leave us even more at a deficit. Yeah, but very much. Maybe we can. Uh, if you start spending money, then then I'll start <laughs> then I'll start advocating for the team. It, yeah, MLB is a tough sport to compete in with that whole non salary cap situation. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. All right. Um, so we got one more game to talk about for this week. Uh, but first, I'm going to flip it over to the clip of the week. We don't usually do this because the NFL uh, expressly forbids this. Uh, you know, they they mention it in the uh, commercial break in the third quarter where. Any descriptions of the game or uh, clips of the broadcast may not be used without the express written permission of the NFL. Uh, I hope that the eight people listening to this... <laughs> don't turn us in. Don't turn us in Come so on. we don't get a cease and desist. Uh, but enjoy Joe Tessitore's comments uh, about refereeing in the state of review. You will notice um, that a clip never happened, uh, and I believe the NFL and, and ESPN are burying this clip to where I'm unable to find it. Um, this happened last night. This the happened Mi- last Miami night. and the uh, Pittsburgh game. Yeah, so there okay. was there was a moment. There were a couple reviews. Um, there was a Fitzpatrick run that was initially on fourth down, which was initially called a first down and then overturned right. by review. And Same. then there was also a um, 
was it Washington offensive pass interference call that negated an amazing catch? Uh, I mean, we wound up getting that back, but there there are a couple video reviews that um, seemed fairly obvious uh, to to be overturned or, or fairly obvious to to not at, at any rate put a complete halt to the game. Right, and the the review was extended. And Joe Tessitore went on this rant about how uh, review is basically ruining the game and the way it's being applied is ruining the game. And, and it's ruining the flow and the mojo and the momentum. And, uh, yeah. So, so much like trying to find this clip has ruined Clip of the Week. <laughs> it's hard to find the, the true answer of what you want. Uh, I, I think it's a double-edged sword because, yeah, it's easy to say let's move on from it and not review, but yet with HDTV and our ability to rewind as consumers at home, like we see the truth of the play as well. So it's yeah, like but so, it's so Jessator, Joe Tessator also brought up another point. It's like in an age of, you know, uh, what is it, Skyhawk for tennis or whatever the hell that program is called – they can laser the entire field and they'll know where everybody's fucking left nut is on any right. given play. Right. If they will, you have microchips in shoulder pads and this and that, there is a way to take every single bit of confusion out of this game. And we still have so at the end of the uh, Fitzpatrick play, when they had replaced the ball because his knee was down. Mm-hmm. They replaced the ball and then brought out the chains, which took another 45 seconds. Right. It's like in, in, it kills a, the momentum in an age in an age of infinite uh, technology or near infinite technology, or at least we can get as close as possible. Why are we not employing the technology to the greatest extent that we can if we are indeed trying to get the calls right? Yeah, I still think we're in that flux of age of like trying holding to holding tr- on to tradition, holding on to tradition, like being true to the sport and what it's about. Like it's changed so. Well, much. they had guys holding chains because there was literally no other way to fucking track <laughs> distance back then. They didn't even have hash right. marks on the field at right. that time. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, no, I get it. We need I to evolve it. or die. What I watched as a product last night, as a consumer, as somebody who's buying these forty-five dollar. Uh, on-field apparel oh, I get it. I get it. I, mean, I, I need a better product. There's been discussions of like putting some type of chip in the front of the nose of a football and that there, every hash mark is a laser going across. So if like if you cross, it reads the chip and you know if it actually at one point the ball crossed that field of plane. So yeah, it's there. The technology is there. I just think that in a lot of ways... And I don't think it's necessarily my generation. It's one ahead of me in in the 50s and the 60s of those who don't want to lose the true aspect or tradition of the sport. And I think NFL fights with that. I I think the game fights with that. And I think you see MLB fighting with that using a robotic like strike zone. Like it reads it and like doing away with umpires. But it's also talking, I mean, I think... 
Uh, well, they've done, they've mean, done it with they've done it with the minor league team and, and, a lot and they've of, done it yeah, with tennis as yeah, well. And, and yeah. you want to talk about a game with a ton of history, yeah, and a ton of prestige and a ton of stuck up people who are stuck in their ways. Yeah, if tennis can move to uh, having it be technologically perfect, yeah. football can get there too. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a matter of a public opinion and, and still and in sports. And in politics, we still weigh up on that. So it's just a matter of time. Alrighty. Uh, so getting into the last game of the week, Monday Night Football, uh, the Dolphins clear. If you if you weren't uh, convinced that they were tanking this cover, game, cover eight, cover eight, cover eight. Don't guard, don't guard the third receiver. Cover eight, third and twenty. Let's just allow a touchdown to happen after 48 yards, 50 yards. On, on third and 22. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Get out of here. But you got to give a lot of credit to Mason Rudolph for sticking in there, even through the Boo Birds and the Duck Chants. Um, you know, I love the city that I'm from, and I'm proud to be from Pennsylvania. I'm proud to be from Pittsburgh. And I, you know you know me. I'm always rocking Something yeah. black and gold. Oh, no, no, no. You're a true fan. But I through and through. fucking hate Yenzers. Yeah. My God. Just some of the worst, like, I mean, they're they're on the same par as Boston fans. The minute there's a little bit of adversity, they just fucking turn on their team. You know, I think, I think a, a different city would have given this young kid who's 22 days off of getting knocked the fuck out. Cold yeah. on the field. And it's he, first year in a system. This is not like his his fourth well, or fifth year. It's his second year. It's his second year. Yeah, but it's still new. This is still new to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like your starting quarterback goes. There's going to be growing pains. Yeah. There's going to be knocking the rust off. And I think a lot of the boos were were for the defense. You know, right. um, but the defense stepped up in this game, and also. But I think any any, they stop trying. any city, any franchise, and any system would say to themselves, "All right, we lost our starting quarterback." Whether that be, uh, you know, a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees, or anybody like, we got to take our licks and go with it. This is a city that's harsh. They want something, and they want it now. And I, I get it, but I don't get it. I, I know where you're coming from. It's 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 pretty deplorable in a lot of ways mm-hmm. of how he's being treated. Uh, big, big game for James Conner. Uh, his first 100-plus uh, yard game. He carried the team. For the season, yeah. He carried the team, and that's and that's what we're going to need in, in this Mason Rudolph era. So we're hoping that uh, Jalen Samuels and old Benny Snell can, uh, can do that for us going forward uh, next week. But uh, 23 attempts for 145 yards, one touchdown. Uh, d- did not finish the game, though. Uh, AC joint injury uh, hurting him there. Juju Smith-Schuster, 100-yard po- uh, game, one touchdown on five receptions. Hell of a battle catch uh, into the end zone for that touchdown. Heck Did you see catch. that? Oh, Heck my God. Yeah, I was... Pinned, all- pinned it against the, you know, the back, uh, what would be his right shoulder pad, and just pulled that in. That was a huge, huge Took it out of the hands. for that team. Could have easily been an interception as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, showed a lot of heart, and the Steelers uh, win, wind up giving up two early touchdowns, but then uh, holding the Dolphins score, scoreless for the next 54 minutes. 
uh, winning 27 to 14 with 27 unanswered points. Uh, missing the spread by a point and a half, though. Jesus. This would have. <laughs> if this I had. This is another one of those Vegas things. Like, how do you know? Uh, yeah, like, time travel. Speaking yeah. of time travel, hashtag time travel episode. Yeah, no. And this would have put me tied for first in our league, John. Or with John and uh, another gentleman. Mustangs. Mustangs. Chris yes. Gomez. A little shout out for uh, Sweetwater, Texas boy who killed it in the picks last week. What do you go? 12? 11. 11. 11 for 12? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Here's the inside information. Mysterious thing, time. Powerful, and when meddled with, dangerous. You know the laws, Miss Granger. You must not be seen, and you would do well, I feel, to return before this last chime. If not, the consequences are too ghastly to discuss. If you succeed tonight, more than one innocent life may be spared. Three turns should do it, I think. Right, so moving on into week nine picks against the spread. Johnny, um, let's just roll with it. We'll get right into it. The Thursday night game, San Francisco at Arizona. Arizona's going to be getting 10 points. Yeah, can anyone stop this 49ers train? That's the big question because the 49ers are rolling right now. Um, it, Arizona at home on a short week Thursday night. I, I think I'm going to take the 10 points here. You know, usually I, I don't like going with the the road team on a short week, especially you throw in a big spread like that against a team that's still obviously uh, trying to improve, trying to play well with Kyler Murray. So um, in a division game, so I'm gonna go Arizona plus ten there. You're going Arizona plus ten? Yep. All right, I'll give I'll take fit. I'll start with this whole contested six and take San Fran, San Fran right here. If they can keep. Uh, they can keep the edge right there and keep him locked in. I don't think uh, this is going to bode well for Arizona right here. I think Bosa is going to have another huge game here, and just they're going to blow that asshole out. All right, <laughs> Jacksonville okay, and Houston. Enough. Early as shit in the morning in London. Um, Houston is going to be giving up a point and a half here. Fishy line, right? I mean, wouldn't you put hard line uh, everything that you. Own on Houston, Houston in this game, right, here. right? Wouldn't you put everything you own on this on Houston? I, I I really think that Vegas wants you to jump on the fact that JJ Watt once again three years in a row is injured, um, and feel like this is going to tank against this. But Jacksonville's defense against Deshaun Watson right here. I'm sorry, I'm putting everything on Houston in this game. Good luck, absolutely. To you. I'm going Jacksonville. Are you really? Yeah. There's something up with the you line. Just suck me in There's right there. Fishy lines. Man. Just suck me in, dude. <laughs> Luke, you're gonna talk this guy out of. Fishy lines. Bet I mean, house. everyone and their grandmother would say no, Houston in this I game. Because I agree with Marty. Yeah. See, everyone. Wait, you agree with Marty or Joe? Marty. Yeah. Oh, so bet. I fade the public. <laughs> Marty, Marty, and uh, and Luke are calling this the bet your house game of the week. Yeah. yeah. Shaw is going to be chased around out of his blue jean little cutoff shorts this week. I feel like no matter what the case may be, yeah, Houston wins this game. All if right. I didn't know what I know, I would take Houston. Because Houston's a better team, clearly, right? I, but yeah, something's yeah. up here. Something's fishy. And honestly, like I'm trying to be true to what we do during the week in our pick'em league, so yeah. I'm going against you. 
I feel bad if I follow along and whatever I can test, so I'm staying true to Houston. Something's right here. weird here. Something smells bad. I'm with you. All right. So, uh, Jacksonville is the pick there. Marty, you're contesting it? I'm contesting it. All righty. Two out of the gate. Yeah. Starting off hot. All right. Contested 12. (laughs) Washington (laughs) at Buffalo. Buffalo giving up a lot of points here. Nine and a half. Buffalo. 100%. (laughs) Okay. Minnesota heading into Arrowhead Stadium. The line is even. Does Patrick Mahomes uh, play in this game? No. The line suggests that he's not playing. No. And and the organization's already like tweeted out that they're trying to keep him at bay. He's eager to come back, but they're trying to keep him at bay. I don't think... See, the TV's eager to have him back, too. They yeah. showed him 40 oh times the other night on Sunday Night Football. It was hard. They flashed to him 40 he fucking times. Doesn't play in this game? No. The line suggests he's not playing. If Mahomes was playing, they would be like a six or seven point favorite. Agreed. So I'm going to go Minnesota. Already. Absolutely. I agree with Minnesota as well. New York Jets going into uh, Miami. Oh, were they able to get rid of uh, Le'Veon Bell today? That, that was squashed. No so trades. He's, he's going to stay. He's, he's not no going trades anywhere. today. Yeah. No trades today on Quiet trade deadline. Quiet day on the trade front. Wow. Boring as fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, New York Jets only uh, giving up three points here. I mean, if you watched the game last night, you saw that the Dolphins are intentionally trying to lose, and they will go to at all costs to try to lose. Make it entertaining for a half. Hey, I lose, I, lose I, your viewers right. afterwards. Whatever it takes. Did you see that tank blitz last night? Holy shit. You're talking about that cover eight? Yeah. Not, guarding the, not guarding the third receiver? Or well, the third and 15. Third and they 20. were like, third and 22. Third, third and 22. 20. Here you go. Touchdown. Take Just it. Just let them loose. Listen, what I saw last night was a lot of grit and determination from 53 people wearing black and gold. Oh, That's what I saw. Of course you yeah. did. <laughs> I once remember a girl like coming to the bar playing hard to get take six Jaeger shots in 20 minutes. All right, later, all right, all right. We, all right. The thing is, is we've... <laughs> The thing is, is we've likely already talked about this. So let's, uh, Miami, in Miami, New York Jets minus three. Jets minus three. Jets. Yeah. We, maybe we have another bet your house. Uh, I don't want to get off. I don't want to get off topic right here. But how do you feel as Le'Veon Bell? Like, how's this guy going to react with Adam Gacy? Like, thinking like he, the organization even tempted. It's about Le'Veon. I think for Le'Veon Bell, it's about Le'Veon Bell this year and recreating. His value in a okay. league. I All think right. whatever happens with the Jets is whatever happens with the Jets, and you know, but Le'Veon Bell's never been a team guy. It's know, always been about Le'Veon Bell. So if I think Le'Veon I'm Bell fucking Le'Veon Bell walking into a season with the Jets coming into this division this year is like I'm not having any expectation of even making the playoffs this year as a Jet player. It's about building towards something. So I just don't understand like now with the Giants trade too. Is you know with the defensive lineman, he's escaping my mind. You, you can remind Leonard me Williams. What Williams is in my mind is just like what are they building towards? Like what what's the aspect or the goal for the New York? And Jets? they talked about trading Jamal Adams today. Absolutely, yeah. it was potentially to the already uh, Thirsty Tuesday. <laughs> Chicago straight out of special teams hell, um, <laughs> heading into Philadelphia. Can Eddie Pinheiro and the best defense in football, well, second best defense in football, get Thank it you. done? Well, no. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles minus five here. The Trubisky problems are, are real, and they're getting worse. So. Yep. The, uh, that, that, that project of that quarterback who can only look on one side of the field is going to come to fruition again and just fail them. Yeah, it's bad. Tremendously. Mm-hmm. You like I, that? I mean, I what's that? You like that Pat's defense shout-out? 
Well, yeah, no, I think that is an accurate statement. <laughs> God, just giving just me dry as toast. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. All right. The Indianapolis Colts going to Heinz Field. Uh, the line is even. You're going to love me here. Uh, you know James, where I'm going. James Conner is likely not going to play here. Jalen Samuels is. But not, cla- play. But not clavicle, right? No. I've, AC joint. Yeah. Okay. But they just said Jalen Samuels will play. Jalen Samuels will play. Well, that's so, good. That's good for them, so they got a versatile running back. Hey, um, Benny, you know I was what's happy. James Washington doing? Let's bring it up since you, to the guy to my left right here. Luke. Hey, we, we talked about it earlier. and you, we You solved it out? You yeah, took, yeah, yeah. You know. A little, little back alley dry handy to make up for your yeah. bad, bad uh, advice. You can't get too mad when a wide receiver doesn't work out when the Hall of Fame quarterback goes down. I agree with that. You know, so it's it, it's just bad luck, and you know, we we we'll always have what could have been. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Indianapolis Colts to Pittsburgh. The line is even. Johnny, make me feel good. I'm doing it. Steelers, baby. This, is, this is another one where the public is saying the public is going to be like 75 percent on the Colts in this game, and there's a reason it's even. Steelers are gonna take it. Short week, Monday night game. Who's short so, week? Huh? Who's short week? Even even without Stefan too. Oh, Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Even even without the Colts aren't as good as everyone thinks they they are. They I barely they, are. they barely win games. They lost it. They got destroyed by Oakland at home only so a couple you, weeks ago, and then they should have lost this last game to Denver at home. So. You just admitted though that Miami could play them. They laid down for the pick. They laid down for more draft picks. They're laying down for a loss of a season, and this is a Colts team who wants to win a division, a defense that can play up to its potential. I'm taking I'm taking the Colts all the way in this. Yeah, that's the logical play. But I'm going Steelers. Yeah. Okay. I'm with Marty again. Yeah. I think the, I think the Colts. I like this. Too. Bring, I mean, look back everywhere. It strikes my. Well, I mean, just bring like just just bring the last game into. I mean, the Steelers. They couldn't do anything for how long? Yeah, hey, you got, gotta let the. I mean, and everybody let the saw that, right? Everybody saw off. that. Of course. Everybody saw that. So if you didn't know the line going into the game, what would you say? The Colts should be what four, five point favorites. I would say less than a touchdown. Why? I'd say five. Why are they I'd say five and a half. I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> the last game has something to do with it. Yeah, because they looked magnificent in the last two quarters of that football game. All right, moving on. Uh, Tennessee at Carolina. Carolina in the midst of a tailspin, and yet they are minus four here. Johnny, what do you make of this? They've won four or five, you know. They just lost a tough one to San Fran. To an undefeated team. Yeah. They got. So, they got. I wouldn't consider waxed. that a tailspin. Uh, I think that was a, a well losing for designed defensive what was that, scheme. Fifty-one to what? But what's their record? Carolina four and three. Four and three mm. on the winning. Better side. than the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think a tailspin versus what their expectations were for the year. This is not how they saw their year going, and and they're lucky that they've. Uh, gotten the backup quarterbacking that they have, and they've been able to put it together. But Carolina minus four. All right. I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> Detroit heading into Oakland with Oakland giving up two points. What do we see here? Ooh, this is a tough one right here. My mind. This is a really hard game to call. Um, uh, high scoring, um, but. The end of the day, I'm gonna go Detroit here. I'm going Oakland. 
I don't feel good about either team. No, but I mean, we got we we're got three, pick one. Three contested picks here, and this is a good one because I could go either way right here. I, I feel like with a tight end position uh, with Waller and Oakland right here, like this is going to come down to checkdowns. And, Are you and sure you want to do a contested pick here? Because there's some other games you might want to contest me on. We got what four? We got two more? No, we have one, two, three, four, five more. No, no, he's no, no. talking about two more picks left against that. To be contested? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to contest me on the Patriots one, and you're going to contest me on the Chargers. Hey, 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 spoilers. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I, I know. With no with no disrespect to uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Seattle, Cleveland, and Denver. I'm saving two. I, 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 we talked about that. We kind of laid this out ahead of time. Just hold on one second. You got second, one more. I got two got more. Two more. Six. Oh, six. Okay. Yes. All, All right. right. Then that's good. That's over. All right. All right. I've All been right. drinking. You haven't. What's your excuse right now? <laughs> I got. What's Tampa- passion for Pete's sake? <laughs> Tampa Bay at Seattle. Seattle uh, giving up six points. I'm taking Seattle all the way in this. Nope. Tampa plus six. Oh, wow. I, can't cont- I don't want to contest this one. Wow. I'm negating the contest this, but I disagree. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to put a smiley face next to it. So that you, one's just yeah. for fun. But, yeah, but it's just like you, if you're Seattle, you have to con- you have to compete here. You I'm have to win this game. I'm thinking of switching. Yeah. You have to win this one, John, if you're Seattle. This is going to be you, one you, of those picks that John makes that he changes for the pool he has money on. Yeah, yeah, I'm stop following him midweek and like changing it over because I know he does that well, all the time. Well, if the league. spread is dead, then you're right. Seattle probably wins and covers. I just feel like I feel like the Rams are going to start to surge. I don't think the 49ers are going to fall, and if they're going to play for a wild card position, Seattle has to win this game right here. Mm-hmm. This is a huge game for them. And if the spread is dead, except for on primetime games, then. The formula says take Seattle and give lay the points. Okay. Uh, Cleveland off yet another stinker, heading into Denver, uh, and Cleveland is minus three. No Flacco, Cleveland. Take yeah. Good redemption game for them. Confidence builder. I just think they want to maintain a little bit of fan base for the rest of the season. They better win this one right here as well. <laughs> so. In the like, in the likely event they yeah. browns it up, does all of Cleveland just like start drinking Kool Aid, mass suicide kind of thing? Like, what's? I think they just start chanting "Go Cavaliers," which is sad. All right, uh, Green Bay at the LA Chargers uh, with Green Bay giving up three points. Chargers plus three. Contest the shit out of that. Told you. Okay. Yeah. Knew that was coming. Yeah, okay. On my pick for the I'm not taking the easy money. I no, will no, no, not no, no, take no, no. easy I, money. I, I understand that, but it, it, you and you got me. Did you pick Chicago or did you pick Chargers last week? I can't. I'd like to fall back on that. I don't remember. Um, he had Chicago last week. Okay. But I mean, even even Chicago in that game in the Chargers shocked me last week. I thought that you know how hard they've been struggling at Chicago, even with. The problems with Jabrisky would be an issue, but yeah, Chargers stepped up. So I know it's it's always a what if when Philip Rivers is at the helm. But uh, I feel with Green Bay right here, if they want to stay in the lead and stay ahead of the Vikings and stay relevant to to win that division, they have to win this game with the Chargers right here. 
Okay. Uh, New England going into Baltimore. The line only at minus three and a half, uh, obviously in favor of New England. But uh, wow, that uh, that seems that seems low. Baltimore plus three and a half. Wow, Johnny. This is so. This is uh, scheduled loss. Little maybe, con- little maybe, confidence. Maybe. Con- Confidence builder for well, uh, for the team, you know, kind of yeah, just Johnny, knock him down Johnny the peg before, so you yeah. can bring him back up, you know. Johnny missed before anybody. He, he hates betting. I mean, when it comes to his team, it's always the hardest decision to it make yeah. because you scrutinize every single piece. I just don't see how they're where are they going to beat the Patriots? Right, Patriots. Do they do they have wide receivers that require double coverage no. against the Patriots? Our... Are going to focus on stopping the run. They'll have Collins locked down on stopping. The There's going to be a spot. They're going to be they're going to be a spy on the quarterback the whole time. No. Right. So yeah, where Collins. so where do you beat them? Like you're going to throw the you're going to throw the ball. You're going to run the ball. Like it, they can stop either one. I just don't see how they're going to. Eat it them. could be a statement game I, for I, Baltimore. I, I honestly think it's going to be a two touchdown game. I think it's not going to be close. In Baltimore on Sunday night. Yeah, I hope so. I think it will be a two right. touchdown game. He's been supporting me. I'll support him. I'll contest that one right there and go to Already. And Johnny can't hate me for it because I'm supporting the Patriots. So there you go. <laughs> I also think New England, uh, much like San Francisco, is just going to tear that ass apart. Okay. Uh, oh, ass tonight. I'm about ass every night. Oh, you boy. Know that. You know that. that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas going into... The New York Giants, and then back out of, and then back into, and then back out of, and then back into, <laughs> minus seven. Johnny? Uh, I'll go Dallas, minus seven. Yeah, I think this this is, you want to talk about confidence builders. Uh, this is going to get everybody in the silver and blue feeling pretty good, I think. There's just been like Should the be. whole, where has Saquon Barkley been in the last couple of weeks? I don't think he's... 100%. Came back too early. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, the defense showed a little bit of flash a few weeks ago that they could be something relevant, and they faded away. But I think coming up – I mean, I'm going off last year as well, coming off the bye week. Dallas really got it together and kind of went on a little little run. So I feel like Dallas is going, going to win the next few here coming in the next few weeks. That's my hope anyway, being a fan. So Dallas all the way for sure. Alrighty, those are our picks for week nine. If you could get out that whole time, why didn't you? Because I waited until I was certain it was what I wanted to do, Morty. That's the difference between you and me. I'm certain, and you're a walking burlap sack filled with turds. (laughs) It's been a long recording session. All this time travel has made me... Tired. Tired. <laughs> also, I'm a little drunk by this point. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Tito's has taken its toll for me, so uh, let's just say the case. But yeah, no, this might be, could be. I, I said this last could week, be our last new episode for yeah. a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, baby Ronan on the way. Yeah. Anytime now. Actually, next Tuesday is the actual due date, being November fourth. When you guys, if you record on a Tuesday will be his day to arrive in this beautiful world. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's What a year. This has been a year for the show. been a year for me. Uh, crazy. Crazy yeah, time yeah. flies. Things change. Another sure. another member of Cowboys Nation. 
poor kid doesn't. Uh, yeah, I know, but he doesn't won't, stand a chance. He, he doesn't know Romo. That's good. I'll just go from <laughs> Aikman to Dak. Romo, Romo will just be the awesome. He'll just be the awesome announcer. Game yeah, yeah, there you go. He'll for just, sure, he'll always just love him. He's Absolutely, like, wow, so we'll smart. talk about the ninety late nineties Cowboys, uh, early nineties Cowboys, Cowboys, I should say, and just move on from there. Yeah, to yeah. Dak, unless Dak breaks your heart too. Uh, this team's going to break my heart. Get over it. It's going to happen. We're already doing it again. <laughs> All right. Huge shout out to uh, Luke Martel for uh, for sitting in today. That was a whole lot of fun. Uh, shout out to you guys for uh, dealing with the time travel episode. Shout, so, out, shout out to Brattleboro Traffic for always pissing Johnny off. <laughs> yeah, he shows up in a great mood, ready to go. <laughs> and uh, if you want to um, make fun of Johnny for getting stuck in traffic, you can do that at Green Mountain Grinder. That's Green MT Grinder. On Twitter, you can find the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Green Mountain Sports. And uh, yeah, like, comment, su- subscribe, and share. Um, if you're on Apple, Please give us a, a, a review, five stars, and uh, and a comment if you wouldn't mind. It'll help us uh, get the word out Move there. Move on, upwards and onwards. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Have good a good night, week. Guys. It's just a jump to the left. Put your hands on your hips.